Everyone wants to be a leader until they actually have to lead. Leadership isn't about the money, a name, or a step up the ladder. Leadership is all about people, and people are messy. It's time to stop talking about the glamour of leadership and start talking about the hard stuff. This is Leadership Sucks. I, right now, have something going on with my shoulder. I am I am in pain, man. Age, bro. You're old. Yeah, you got old stuff going on. I know, man. It's, it's not good. Like, it's basically from my lower neck running down to like my shoulder so yep. i think so i'm gonna go see a chiropractor tomorrow call a cracker that's fair you know i remember the the days when i could like be dumb the night before and get up hungover and go play basketball and be fine and then now at 33 i wake up with pains that i can't really explain because i didn't do anything to get them so right. you know it's the tables have turned quickly in a in a relatively short period of time yeah i'm not i'm not to the point of seeing the chiropractor though so i i actually really like the chiropractor i when i regularly see a chiropractor i feel much better yeah i've never been honestly and it's not because like I I don't I don't know I don't have anything against it I just have never been. Hmm. But well, I would suggest it. So the other thing I've got going on right now, so, so got the laundromat we bought it. Mhm. Mhm. So, yeah. Congratulations. So dealing, well, thank you. I'm dealing with all of that crap, and our tenant in the other side of the building that we bought. Mm-hmm. is already wanting out of their contract and they want to, I mean, it's just a freaking mess. Doesn't their so contract expired mid year though? Yeah. We've talked about this before, right? So, but yeah. they don't want to, they don't want to play it out. Well, they're not making any money, which I can, I mean, it's a freaking marijuana paraphernalia store. I, don't, I mean, I don't care if we're in Colorado. It's how are we not making money? Not, probably not going to make a lot of money well and they're never open that's what josie points out all the time She's yeah like, that's not a strong business model of course you're not making plan. money you're never open yep you gotta let people in the doors to get the money right. that makes right. sense that's that's what you have to do so are so. you are you shopping for tenants well yeah not officially work, yet but yeah it's a great question things things to be learned cool so I'm I've got to develop a cash flow spreadsheet for the laundromat so that we can start to put in like hey this bill is due here and this you know this income comes in now and here's when we'll pay our rent and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. That's and, exciting though. And I've got a couple of uh on my other other job. I'm I've got some wells that we're looking at buying in the Powder River Basin so evaluating that tonight sweet dude wells in the prb i like it how many uh it's seven seven total sweet i don't i don't yeah yeah i'm not as versed on the prb as uh as some are i mean i know i know some of it is it just some is it like abandoned uh conventional stuff no it's new no it's new horizontals Okay. Exciting. Yeah. So right on. Yeah. So what's new with you? How much snow um, do you have on the ground? 
We got another probably five inches last night, but that's on top of, dude, we, we haven't really seen ground here since November. We've just had consistent so snowfall. We, we probably this, have, I don't know, eight inches on the ground. Yeah. And it'll, it'll grow and melt away, but probably six to eight inches have stuck around. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, we've had similar stories since before Christmas, that week before Christmas, we got a pretty good dump of snow. And since then, we just saw our front yard for the first time mm, Yep. since, since uh, before Christmas. So similar yeah, story. We, we saw our driveway for the first time, like probably last week in, in a couple of months. And it was kind of it was kind of discouraging because I've got a whole bunch of gravel that I need to bring in because the snow done messed it up. So that'll be a spring the, project. Did the snow mess it up, or did the snow plowing that you did mess it up? Honest question. Snow. The snow messed mm-hmm. it up. Because mm-hmm. the plow wouldn't have been plowing if the snow hadn't have been snowing. So okay. Snow I... is the problem. Okay. I also love that you're talking about how discouraged you are about snow and you're wearing a, a Santa Claus t-shirt right now. So. Yeah, I'm not discouraged about Christmas, just snow. But that's the <laughs> thing, dude. It, I mean, listen, snow until December 26th is great. And then after that, not great, especially in January and February. We need to figure out what locale in the world has snow from Halloween to Christmas. And then, and then not. Gone. I don't, yeah, I don't think gone. that exists. But this is what I will tell you. I am that's leaning, what heaven is like. I am leaning. Oh, yep, maybe. I am leaning more towards do I move to a place where I can live in and around palm trees and then visit snow for Christmas? Mm, you've gotten there. That is what happens uh, when we get to February. That's yep. true. Yep. Uh, listen, today I I tweeted this out. It's very true. Okay, we've reached the point of the Colorado winter driving season where everyone just goes F it and lets it fly. Dude. Okay, we go from when it rains in November, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't drive. I might fall off the road. And then you get that like no one will drive. And then we progress, and by the time you get to February, everyone's like, whatever. Whatever. And yeah, and it's just all bets are off, and it's it's nasty. I saw like five – I mean five ambulance fire trucks responding today to accidents as I was driving around, so it was, it was pretty gnarly. Yeah. You know who says F it and lets it fly? Talk to me. The mothers of preschoolers. They go to First Christian Preschool Do you, in Casper, Wyoming. They they let their doors fly right into the side of Kate's car. No. She so she has taken probably six door dings, and she claims it's th- that this is not just the preschool. I don't know, but that, stop. that parking lot's a nightmare. But we we got one that's six? gonna be. Six, yeah, absolutely. We had two before I, we got plates on it, dude. I about, I, don't I about know. rioted. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what that looks like, but 
I don't know the last time that I had like a door. Well, maybe I could remember like Elise, I think, threw a door open into my truck once. Mm-hmm. Six door mm-hmm. dings. That's, that's Bro, been a while. It's just it. It you know how sometimes when you pray for God to help you with something and then you, you kind of feel like and then he like when you pray you. for. Yeah. When you pray for patience and then he yeah. like puts an annoying you. person in front of you. Right. Like yeah, he gives you I feel opportunities. Like, I feel like he's trying to teach me something that I'm just struggling to learn. And so he finally was like, fine, here, this one. And somebody doored Kate's car yesterday and the quote to repair it is thirteen hundred bucks. So and it is when, it is not a door ding. It is a dent. It is a dent in the car. And I about threw up. But maybe that's what that maybe maybe this is a a lesson in priority realignment for me. What is going on up there? You tell me. All right. You you you're you think everybody down there is saying F it, letting it fly. No, bud. I stand corrected. I live in a fairy tale right now compared to what. Are you kidding me? $1,300? Yeah, bro. It, it's a doozy. Oh. It's a doozy. And you know I can't just oh. let that hang, right? I mean, Well, if it's $1,300 worth, yeah, it's, it's pretty noticeable. Yeah. I mean, is yeah. there a crease this? Like, stop me when I'm getting close. Like. Yep. Yep. Like. I, yeah, I mean, I don't like know. Six inches. I'm going to say it's probably six inches. The crease and then the dent itself is probably four or five inches across, and it's right over a. Um, Did you? Like like uh, a body line, you know. Nice. So it's it's not like you just pop it back out. But. Did you get the person's insurance? Oh no, absolutely not, because they don't. People don't like do anything. Um, they when when they door ding you, they just drive away. Is kind of what typically happens because. Of the door dings that we've taken on, we're not sure when and who did it. But Gosh, that makes me you know, very sad. I I remember specifically at your house one time, I backed very gently into your neighbor's vehicle, and I could have not told anybody, and it wouldn't have been a thing. Mm-hmm. But I did the right thing, and I you ended did. up writing that person a check. You did, and then that's right. I'm waiting on that to come around. So. Now, listen, Not maybe yet. this is the problem because you also drove one of my vehicles into the pole in my garage when we were trying to pull vehicles in for a hailstorm. Yeah, but you drove my wife's vehicle into another vehicle, too. So I think that one evens out. Yeah, but I'm not looking for karma right now. Yeah, but I think maybe you should the, write me a the, check. No, no. The driving into the pole evened out when you drove Kate's car into another car. And then I'm still ahead and deserve karma for the – you did that. All you could see was the screw from the license plate that I gently tapped. You could see the outline of that screw very, very faintly in the bumper. That's all. It's your story. All right. Here's the deal. We we may have to cut – we may have to cut some of that out because this is – we don't – we don't – we don't talk enough on the phone. That's the problem is we have to use the first 15 not, minutes to catch up. We got to get I'm back not, to our weekly call, dude. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I'm not cutting anything out because it's editing time and it's just 
not worth it. So, but let's that's talk fair. about leadership and sweet. Cause that's the hey, podcast. It's leadership. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. That's uh let, let's, let's scoot on into that. I've got okay. one for you. What do you got? Um, I think I had an epiphany here recently okay. and realized as a, as a leader, um, I am very bad or, um, inefficient at leading meetings. I'm not good at it. And uh, that's hard for me to admit, but um, I think that, that, so to give some background, when I moved into the position that I'm in and really was in charge of, of leading that, that, those kinds of things was right when COVID dropped and meetings weren't a thing. And then we kind of operated out, out of COVID in the, in a similar manner. And we just never really did many many meetings. It was more just one-on-one conversations. Um, not, it, not incredibly efficient, right? Well, so in the last year, we've moved into more meetings, more organized meetings, intentional um, meetings. And I lead them a certain way. And I just, like I said, I had an epiphany here this last week. It's like, man, the way that I'm doing this is just not, I don't think it's cutting the mustard you know, mm. and it, it's more, I would step into it from a, a space of like, um, I will ask a question and then you give me an answer. Right. And then once I get all the information I need, meeting adjourned, thanks for coming. Right. Kind of like, uh, you're probably wondering why I gathered you all here today thing versus a collaborative, uh, approach where everybody feels like they gain something from it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what I want to talk about with you. I, I want to get your take on, on, you know, how, how do you lead meetings and mm. they can't all be the same, right? You can't, yep. you can't approach every meeting the same, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not saying that the way that I was leading meetings like can't work sometimes and isn't necessary sometimes. Right. But you know, how, how do you, how do you approach a meeting? How do you structure a meeting? When do you decide to call one and, and how do you move forward with that? Oh man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways we could go with this. Um, I, first of all, I don't think that I am probably any better at running meetings than you are. Um, in fact, I've, I've had some struggles this, this same week on, on meetings and like, I've, um, you know, I'm stepping into a new role and, and new company and I'm trying to, like, I, I even, I, I tried to change the way that we run our leadership meeting on Tuesday afternoons and it has been just a total, just a total mess. How, how um, so like, tell me just a little bit about how, what, what did so here's, change? Well, so what it, the meeting was, was an update for the owner of the company. And basically everybody just went around and gave an update. The mm-hmm. problem that I have with that format is that you have people, there's a few problems. You have people that they feel constantly the need to validate themselves in the organization. And so they need to like overshare every little thing. Like, well, I took a crap at 10, 10 a.m. this morning. <laughs> and then after I got done wiping my ass, I uh, I decided to brew a little cup of coffee. And then I got back to my computer. I fired up the old Excel and I input equations and i did a v lookup do you guys know what a v lookup is because i did a v lookup today for about 37 minutes (laughs) and 
and like it sounds like a joke, but it's real. So I, I hear you. I, I, hear you. I, I don't like I don't like update driven meetings. Uh, so I guess we could start with that. But I had changed it to essentially give me. I want to talk about big things. So if you have a big issue or hurdle in your team, then bring it to the leadership team and we can have a discussion and maybe help each other solve those. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, let's talk about, you know, we can talk about some personnel issues. And then if we don't have anything else, we'll talk about, um, you know, ways we can get better. So like, mm-hmm. you know, programs, incentives that we're rolling out, uh, culture that we want to try to develop, what are our values, et cetera. And it's just been a mess, man. It's just been a straight oh, mess. I had mess. one... It- I'm sorry, well, we, man. I didn't mean to we, on two, No, it's fine. On Tuesday afternoon, we spent an hour and a half and we got through the first bullet point that I had on maybe five or six bullet points on an agenda. And we got into the first bullet point. I mean, it was it was just a disaster. So I've said this before, but it's true. I I used to think I was a good communicator, but my failure to get a haircut that I enjoy has proved to me that I'm not that great at communicating right and like there's some truth to that now i've since sealed some of that up i've i actually really enjoyed the haircut i have right now i'm also terrified to literally say anything else to the hairstylist for fear that it will you know mess change up the one yeah. haircut that i have enjoyed so communication in meetings is is really really tough i i would also say yeah you're you're spot on that not all meetings can be the same uh patrick lencioni uh, wrote a really awesome book around this. Have you read Death by Meeting? You know, that's one I have not read, but uh, I will you, put it on my list. No, yeah, I wouldn't I've read a lot of list. other just, stuff that is fantastic. Yeah. I like his style. So essentially, he sets up... I was just looking up at my... I'm looking at my uh, bookshelf to see if I see it up there. I don't, I don't know where it's at. I might have given it to somebody else, but at the, uh, basically, there's three three types of meetings or maybe four there's a, a daily stand-up meeting which is mm-hmm. exactly what that is it's a stand-up nobody sits down you just huddle up and say like here's what i got going on today uh that should be no more than 10 minutes um very tactical very like update driven right mm-hmm. and it happens and it should be a daily meeting mm-hmm you then you have a weekly tactical meeting and there's a lot of ways to attack a weekly tactical meeting. But uh, a weekly tactical is usually you spend the first five minutes and you collect like issues and you say, Hey, what, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? And then you prioritize them and you, and then you go through them. You're like, all right, Bob over here is having trouble with, you know, this route or this machine. Um, You know, okay. Fleet, what are we doing to, you know, to solve that or like uh, in, in oil and gas, when I was in that industry, it's like, you know, okay, drilling, we're having an issue. We can't seem to keep our mud weight, the right, you know, uh, consistency, or we're having problems with mud properties. Um, And then you'd start to brainstorm, hey, how does that work? (coughs) So that's a weekly tactical. And then basically, if you don't get through everything that you discussed, you put it into a bullpen and pick it back up the next week. That, That meeting lasts an hour. Mm-hmm. You have a month, you have a monthly meeting that's more problem based. So if you have something that keeps recurring, okay, and so like let's say the mud weight problem becomes a bigger deal on a monthly basis, it doesn't have to be exactly one month apart, but on a monthly basis, you schedule like a two to four hour afternoon throwdown and you you get all of the subject matter experts in the room 
you might even bring in outside help and you just go, here's our problem. Well, how do we solve it? Right. And you're like, saying you, you, not, sh- you shape that meeting around one of those outstanding issues that you can't one, seem to get resolved. One problem. Usually you just do one problem. You don't solve more than one in that meeting. And if you do it earlier than a two or four hour window, then mm-hmm. great move on. But that's kind of the monthly. And then there's a quarterly offsite. And this is more for senior leaders that um, are, are leading like a, or a large organization or something. You know, there's a, a lot of benefit to taking your team offsite for, um, you know, some, some period of time, even if it's just an afternoon. Um, I've know, I know a lot of groups that do this effectively and, and it's super helpful. And this is a strategy session. So this is like, Hey, big picture. Are we accomplishing? Are we on track to accomplish the goals that we have? What are our goals for the next quarter? Are we on track for the year? <coughs> mm-hmm. Et cetera. So, um, and I think you can do that no matter what level you're at. Um, uh, as far as a getaway, I would just say maybe if you know if you're leading a smaller team of individual contributors, that quarterly retreat looks more like an afternoon happy hour or a golf outing or bowling or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. But I like that, and and you'll see. I, I can send you something else. There's a guy, uh, Matt Mockery. Uh, I think. I- I said his name right. He's got a a uh, method that he's got a lot of details on meetings and how to set them up. And I've heard there's a rapid approach where, you know, there's an approach that Jeff Bezos used a lot where basically you came into a meeting and you got handed a piece of paper and it was a problem statement. And you spent the first 10 minutes just reading over this like, hey, here's my problem and here's everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you solved the problem in the meeting. Like that was, that was the meeting. There was no agenda or anything. It was like, you didn't know what you were walking into necessarily. You got handed a piece of paper and it was like, all right, here's what we're discussing today. I like it. That is, a, that's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Death, and, death by meeting. You said that's, that's kind of what those, that uh, series you just ran through of meetings comes from. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I got some more there, but I, I think one thing too, that I think is really crucial and you kind of said it was, you know, you don't want to be the only person speaking in the meeting. Mm-hmm. And so, and honestly, Joel, that's my, that's my biggest problem and what I have to focus on, on changing. Um, and a lot of it is just my, my personality and it's not like a domineering thing or, or whatever, but it's just, uh, you know, sometimes it sheer excitement, you know, I just talk, right. A lot of times in circles, you, I mean, you know, and, and that's, that's something that if I'm going to get good at meeting leadings, you know, leading meetings, that was good. Yep. Yep. Meeting leadings. I'm going to get better at wording and then I'm going to, I'm going to speak less. Right. And that's, that's the, the thing that's kind of where my epiphany came from around all of this honestly is, you know, what, what am, what value is going to come, you know, to me out of this meeting if I'm just sitting here jaw jacking. Right. And let alone what value is going to come to anybody else. Yeah, for you sure. 
Yeah, I I think um, I think it's it's tough because you do you feel the need to fill the void, and you feel the need to really communicate and talk about something. But it's it's way better when you can get them the the people in the meeting talking. And it's the hard part is is that the hard part is is that. <laughs> my mic stand just gave out on me uh the hard the hard piece out. of that is uh is really just a getting them to talk but then b stopping them from just controlling the conversation themselves because you'll have yeah. that too so well and the other thing too you know it's like you, you want to you want to lead a meeting in a way that people don't feel like it's wasting their time Right. Right. And that they're getting value out of it. So you're trying to steer the conversation and make sure that nobody's getting too far out in the weeds, but at the same time, allowing them to to share and and add value in their own. Right. One thing that I found helpful in the past, too, is I'll ask, uh, you know, and I don't ask everybody, but I'll just maybe there's somebody who I trust their opinion and be like, hey, what would make this meeting better? Mm -hmm. Right. I just don't I don't like it. It's not that it's a bad meeting. I just don't really I don't think it's benefiting anybody what what would make it better what do you think it would make it better yep no and i think and i think i certainly can do that right but um, to be completely honest with you uh we where where i'm at right now the culture has just been you know we don't do a lot of meetings right and so i think the answer to that would be yeah you can make it better by not having it right and so it's like okay i think as a leader I think as a leader, you have to listen to that sometimes too and be like, okay, well then I'm going to make this an every other week meeting instead of an every week meeting. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Right. And that kind of, that, that, that's where we tie this all back to the leadership sucks factor. Right. Because, you know, with, with these meetings and there's so many directions you can go with them. There's, there's so many wrong ways you can do it. And, and as a leader, the the value in a meeting hinges on on how you set it up, right? Um, yep. And and but what what I'm learning is it's not the value hinges on you putting the right people in the room and then initiating a conversation and stepping back, right? And that's yes. where that's where I struggle is, you know, maybe. You may maybe I'll have all the right people in the room and we're going to be talking about all the right things, but I'm an, I'm the only one talking. So we're, we're just not getting the value. You, right. And I think know, that's the that's the important part that I've kind of came to is is the the hey, let's step back. And, and now that we've got everybody here, you know, you guys, let, let's get busy now. Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things for leaders to um to do so most most leaders would do what you're doing and and they'll go into a meeting and they're going to command the meeting they're going to drive it they're going to assign things and bam 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 you do this and you do this and this is what we need to do to be successful right at the end of the day everyone walks out and they're like i mean you're essentially a dictator Mm -hmm. because you've not asked for any any input or even if you have it's it's they're just telling you what you want to hear Mm-hmm. And so the key is as as a leader and not just a manager is to walk in and go, hey, guys, I need help solving this problem. And then you just step back and just let them solve it. 
right? And mm-hmm. and you don't put any input in. Like the the best meeting is is often one where you don't hardly say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And I've even done this. So this this is kind of an interesting one, and I don't recommend this in all situations. But um, you can set the meeting up and leave. So you yeah. can say, hey guys, uh, here's the problem. I got you guys here today because I need help solving this problem. Frankly, we all need help solving this problem. Um, I need you guys to put your heads together and come up with, you know, an action plan of how we're going to solve this. I've got, you know, and you can make something up. I got to go take care of this right now. I'm going to come back in 30 minutes. uh, But, you know, and sometimes you just not being there allows the meeting to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point, Joel, because I think, a lot of times too when when you well depending on your position and the position of the other people in the room a lot of times people feel like they can't say something that they may yeah say otherwise right it's a so, it's a concept called leadership by omission right i mean you're mm-hmm. you're essentially just saying like, i'm not going to be here and that's how i'm going to best lead you because if i'm here i'm going to control the conversation yeah, yeah. and it I mean, it just takes an insane amount of courage as a leader to do that, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Because you, you you have to be a very secure individual and leader to to execute a, a meeting that way, right? But I think that that you will get the most value out of being able to do that. It's I think when the mind shifts, tough. yeah, when the mind shift happens where you don't see the need to run a meeting and rather you see yourself as um, helping the people in the meeting get better. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Hey, I don't have to shine in this meeting. What I have to do is make sure that people in this meeting get better. Mm -hmm. Um, When, when you start to shift as that towards that, I think a lot of things change. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know, and the, the main meeting that I was leading that that kind of called all this stuff into question, what I ended up doing, and, and I stole this concept straight out of uh, my, he's my current supervisor now, but it's the way he runs his meetings, uh, his engineering meeting. But instead of, of him leading the meeting, there's there's a designated person who essentially drives the the presentation, right? So everybody contributes to the presentation, and then there's one person that collaborates at all, and then they drive. Um, and so everybody shows up, the guy who's organized the, the meeting says, all right, cool, opens up the slideshow and then they move through it. And as people's, as people's portions pop up, they speak and it, and it just kind of creates a really collaborative feel and conversation. And there's not just one person that's directing and say, okay, now you talk and now you talk, right. Yeah. You're just kind of flowing through this, this, uh, presentation and everybody has had a part in putting it together and everybody speaks when their part comes up and uh it just it has really good flow and feel so that's what i'm going to try to execute uh with the meeting that i'm that i uh am doing with my leaders where i'm at now and and see if we can't get a little bit more of that you know collaborative conversational feel versus just uh a you know sitting there and waiting to be called on so that you can share what you have going on you know yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, the other thing then that I think goes hand in hand with that would be to like your interjection should not be to correct something or to solve something. But then as leader, your interjection is like, 
collect um you're you are fostering the collaboration so what like hey charles what do you think about what bill just said like aren't you dealing with something over in your area like that and all of a sudden and then it's like oh oh yeah i i am but i i wasn't thinking about it but yeah now that you say that i i am dealing with that you know and now all of a sudden you're down um a collaboration rabbit hole which is pretty awesome yep yep and then on top of all that for what i realized for myself is if i'm the one directing the conversation then we're only going to talk about what i already know yeah but if if everybody's allowed to direct the conversation the you know and truly talk about what they have going on the chances of me learning something that i don't already know are much greater you know and that's yeah that's the whole point of being there you know yeah so yep that is very true yeah i i'll tell you what this is exactly why leadership sucks though is because <laughs> it's really easy to talk about this and then you get into the meeting and none of what we've just talked about actually happens and what what i've seen more times than not is then people revert to their old ways and they just either commandeer and take it over or they you know get pissy and they you know start throwing grenades at people or or i mean there's all mm-hmm. kinds of reactionary environment there but but it's really tough to you know see it through and like you kind of have to just accept that the first six meetings that you're going to have after you change the format are not going to be good because mm-hmm. people aren't used to it right they're not used to they're used to what you are trying to step away from mm-hmm. and there there might even be some comfort in that because they know they can get away with not coming prepared and now all of a sudden you're calling on them and asking them pointed questions and like you know everybody's like whoa i don't like this mm-hmm. but well, uh, and- it, it boils down to, I mean, in general, the reason why leadership does in fact suck is because holding people accountable is a huge part of leadership and that's uncomfortable. It's not fun, right? Well, yeah. in terms of, of meetings and, and, you know, the whole point of them is accountability and trying to get everybody on the same page and moving in the same direction, right? And it's pretty rare to sit down in a room and everybody's like, yeah, cool. We all agree. Everything's, you know, yep. All right. Next question. Right. You know, there's always going to be, you're going to, you're going to hit some conflict. You're going to have, you know, obvious disagreements and things that you have to work through. Right. And that, you know, and then on top of that, you've got to hold people accountable to actually preparing and doing due diligence ahead of the meeting, if it's going to be successful, you know, and those, those conversations and that work is, yeah, I mean it never ends, right? And and it's yeah. it's difficult and it sucks. Yeah, and I think I think the only thing I would change in that what you just said is that uh, I would be. I I think uh, it's not all accountability in the meeting. I think it's more communication based. And I think because I think if people feel like they're just going to come to a meeting and get called on the carpet every time, they just they're not going to want to be there. So yeah, I think you're one right. of the keys right. to one of the keys to meetings that I, I think is about is, um, is just fostering communication, right? So I'm like, Hey, I'm not seeing this communication happen organically. It doesn't seem to be happening. So I'm going to kind of force it. I'm going to pull you all into a room and we're going to solve this problem. We're going to talk about this topic. We're going to grow together because it's the communication is not happening together. And I guess there is some accountability in that, but it's not, a it's not as direct, you know? Yep. Don't. And yeah, I agree 100. percent 
And I think that's kind of what I was getting at with accountability, so. right? But, yeah, but that is, so. you're, you're exactly right. It is, it's more communication, you know. I meant what the, you know. Yeah. Don't tell me what I know. I meant what you know. Uh, well, that's good. Well, no, that's, I mean, meetings are not easy. I, I just, I've never, I, I think there's maybe one time in my career that I was like, yeah, I feel really good about a meeting right now. <laughs> and like, I feel really good. And I mean, I don't like them. I don't, I don't enjoy the, the process of them. I don't, I really don't enjoy the, the time that we have to waste where people have to prove their worth and value to themselves and no one else. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's, it's a, it's a big energy drain for me to, to have to put together meetings. So I, I definitely put that one up in the leadership sucks category. Yeah. And I, I like what you said earlier about how, this is great to talk about and I have I've gained a lot from this conversation and there's a lot that I'm going to take away and work to apply uh I I'm gonna buy the book that we talked about that that Patrick Lincioni wrote all of those things right but in practice it'll probably crash and burn right I'll 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 continue to crash and burn and uh and and learn and grow from it right I mean that's just that's how it works right it's just uh you know, one of those things that great, great on paper, but, but uh, a lot different in application. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. So, well, good, man. man. Okay. Well, that was a good topic. That was, Uh, that was in a a couple of weeks. We might have to try to do one uh, while we're in Florida golfing. So I was actually going to, going to mention that we should try to rip one out in Florida. That would be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. This is, I, I've, uh, I've been pretty bogged down here recently and, and, uh, borderline ding in your car. Yeah. What's up? That and then just normal life stuff. Um, We're going to break away and go play some G. Yep. That trip will be nice, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So cool. But yeah. And I think, Hit, we should try to record just more even once a week would be yeah good if we if we can squeeze it in right you know so let's let's see what we can come up with man i'm with you cool i'm good with it so all right buddy okay it's past your bedtime you need to go get some sleep word you too That's the laundry mat won't run itself them coins hey them coins ain't gonna collect themselves okay <laughs> that's All what right. i meant Lo- to say love you bud <laughs> love Talk you man to you guys later, later.